Can you say that with me tonight? God with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. I want to read that story that we just saw in a video tonight. I want to read a part of that story from Matthew chapter 1, beginning of verse 18. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. In the old Jewish times, um, the marriage was actually in three different parts. The first was that the families had to agree. Both families had to agree. And then the second was the public announcement, or they would call it that they were betrothed. That's what we see in the King James, the New King James. That meant that they were engaged. And then the third part was that the couple would live together. Mary and Joseph were betrothed. They were not married yet. And it goes, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, to whom she was engaged, betrothed, he was a righteous man and he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son and you will name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Isaiah, some 700 years earlier, prophesied this. And he said these words, Look, a virgin will conceive a child... And she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did just as the angel of the Lord commanded, and he took Mary to be his wife. God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. But what we need to remember is this. God's not just with us as a baby. That's how he came. He came as a baby, as an infant. He was born in a manger, but he grew. And what do we know about him? He's not just a child. The Emmanuel, the God that we have, is a mighty warrior. He's victorious. He's awesome. He's absolutely incredible. And that's what you've got to catch tonight. Emmanuel means what? God with me. What does that mean? God wants to be my constant help. God wants to be my strength when I feel weak and I don't know what to do. He wants to bring comfort to me when I'm distressed. He wants to give me peace. He wants to give me love. He wants to be everything I need. Why? Because he promises to be God with me. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. You know, as I began to think about that, and I want it to sink deep into your heart like it did mine, because I thought, man, if I really understand Emmanuel, God with me, my whole life would be different. The way I act, the way I walk, the way I carry myself, the way I'd behave, the way I would be. Why? Because I would realize I don't have to live defeated anymore because God is with me. I don't have to be downcast anymore. Why? Because God is with me. I'm not alone anymore. God is with me. Have you ever felt like this, so unable? That you look around you and you think, man, 
If only I could do and be like them. Listen, you don't have to think like that anymore. Why? Because Emmanuel, God is with us. And let's look what the prophet Isaiah also said in regards to Emmanuel. In Isaiah 9 verse 6, he says these words, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. That's John 3.16, we know that. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. But read on, it says, And the government will be upon his shoulders. That means he has all power and he has all authority. And his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The New King James Version puts a comma between wonderful and counselor, but really the thought is this, that he is the wonderful counselor. So just for a few moments tonight, I want to share with you what Emmanuel is, what he wants to be and what he brings to every one of our lives, because he's not just something that we celebrate once a year. He's a savior. He's a king. He's God that wants to live within each and every one of us. So what do we see first? Number one, he's wonderful counselor. What a counselor God is. He's the one who is exceptional, distinguished, without a peer. He's the one who gives us the right advice. Aren't you glad that he gives better advice than 1-800-GET-GORDON? Come on, I was sick yesterday. I had the TV on. I could not believe how many commercials there are on during the day for people to get Bart, get Gordon, whoever it is. Man, you need their help. Come on, call me up. Just one call and you got it all. Come on, there's a wonderful counselor, Emmanuel, who is God with us. Because you know what? Many times we're quick to turn to the wrong counsel. Many times we're quick to go to the wrong counselor. We go to the people who would tell us what we want to hear instead of telling us what we need to hear to challenge us, to change us. Come on, God's not interested in your happiness. He wants your holiness. And you should be glad about that. Why? Because happiness is in circumstances and happenings. And when they change, what happens? Your happiness goes. But God says, I want more than that for your life. I want to be that wonderful counselor. I want to give you the right direction that you may not want to hear, the way you may not want to go, but I'm telling you, you're going to like where it takes you and you're going to like where it brings you. Problems really can't be talked away. Problems must be given away. Let me say that again. Problems can't really be talked away. Problems must be given away. Because what happens is this, when we talk about these issues and things, and I believe in that, and we help people through things. But I'm telling you right now, that won't necessarily bring the freedom. But you know what it brings? Dependency. And we become dependent upon that person. And we look to them and, oh, what am I going to do? I can't reach them on social media. I can't reach them on the phone. What's really happened is it's just really a transferred addiction. Because now you're relying on someone else. But that's not the counselor that God wants to be. He's not interested in an opinion that changes. He's interested to bring his word that never changes. And we can rest assured on his word, the counsel that it brings to each and every one of our lives. John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you, make you free. 
That's the counsel he wants to bring. Freedom and deliverance. Emmanuel, God with you. The wonderful counselor to help you. And it's not just a belief. It's a truth that we have. Jeremiah 333. I love this. God's telephone number. He says what? Call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know right now. Come on, God says all those things that you don't know, where to go, what to do, how to make things happen in your life. God says, if you would just call to me, I can make things that seem inaccessible, reachable, obtainable. Why? Because I'm Emmanuel. I'm not just a baby in a manger. I'm a God that's able to touch your life and change your life. What else do we see? He's mighty God. Come on, say that with me. Mighty God. He is God himself and all by himself. He's known as the omnipotent one. You know what that means? The all powerful one. There was none like him. And we don't just read of that. We've got to realize that's Emmanuel, the all-powerful one that wants to live inside of me. The word mighty has the additional thought of hero. He's my superhero. We're living in a world right now of Marvel, aren't we, in D.C.? We've got all these movies come out with Thor and Superman. and Man, I'm trying to understand those things. If you can help me and hook a brother up, I would appreciate it. My son looks at me and goes, Dad, you're supposed to know this stuff. Well, sorry, Dad, don't know all that stuff. But we know enough to see the storyline every time, don't we? There's a hero and then there's a villain. There's an arch enemy who's coming to destroy the day, but the hero comes. It looks like he's over and it looks like he's been taken down. It looks like there is no way. And we're like, oh no, what's going to happen? We know what's going to happen. I said, we know what's going to happen. He's going to save the day. He's going to be the hero. He's going to get the girl. Everything's great. I'm telling you right now, we serve a hero. I said, we have a hero who's Emmanuel. He is God with us. He's the infinite hero of his people. That means he's the divine warrior. He has triumphed over all sin and death. Look what it says in 1 John 4.4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. What does that mean? Look at this statement. The power within us far supersedes the pressure from without us. Come on, the power that's inside of us is greater. Right now, you you, you could grab a bottle like this and you could try all you want to try and squeeze it and crush it. But when it's full of a liquid, you're never going to be able to do that. Why? Because there's something greater on the inside than what there is on the outside. And that's what Emmanuel wants to be for you. He wants to be that great power, that superhero, that mighty God inside of you that when the pressures of this world squeeze. You've got to say this at Christmas, when the hustle and the bustle. Isn't that like a Christmas thing? The hustle and the bustle. It's about the only time you can say that. Come on, say with me, hustle and the bustle. Come on, when the pressures are squeezing in all around us. Dad, I want a PlayStation 12, whatever they are right now. Come on now. I want an Xbox. I want an iPhone 29. Come on, they're coming out before Christmas. You just thought you got your X? Come on, there's five more coming out before Christmas. If I could just get this. And the pressures all around us, the pressures, the pressures. 
But you know what? When there's something greater on the inside of us, it doesn't matter the struggle, the press, the pressure around us. We're going to stand up. But you know why we fail and fall? It's because we don't allow Emmanuel to be the mighty God inside of us. Number three, he said, I'll be your everlasting father. In a time we look around us today, very many absent fathers. Single parent homes. People doing the best they can and we respect that and we support that. and We want to help people with that. But you know what? There's something that God wants to be to every one of us. He wants to be a father. He wants to be a father figure for us. That we can feel that love and acceptance that we maybe lack in our lives. Picture this, when we think of eternal father, we picture an eternal love that's timeless, that he's God, our father. Do we mess up? Yes. Do we do, we do the wrong things? Yes. But what does the love of the father do? It's still there, given out to us. And unfortunately, maybe you haven't had that modeled rightly today. And you look around and say, you're not talking about the dad I know. The father example that I have. But I want to tell you right now, that's not the father that he wants to be. He wants to be that loving, gracious, merciful, redeeming, saving, that life for you. I love this scripture. Look at this, Jeremiah 31, verse 3. He says these words, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God says, I have a never-ending love for you. I have a never-ending love towards you. Listen to this statement. To be unloved is a lie. To choose not to accept his love is a reality. Let me say that again. To be unloved is a lie. If you're sitting here today and you're saying, well, I'm unloved, that's a lie. Because God loves everyone. His love is for everyone. It's an everlasting love. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's an everlasting father. He's a God of love. So to say today I'm unloved is a lie. But listen, to choose not to accept his love can become your reality. Because today if you say I'm unloved, it's because you are choosing not to accept the love of an everlasting father that said, Emmanuel, I'm God with you. Matthew seven eleven says, if you being... Evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Ask. Ask God. Ask big. Why? Because we serve a big God. That's a promise we've read today. That's not a question. I said that's a promise today. It's not a question whether he'll do it. It's a promise that he says, I will give good things to those who ask. Everlasting can also mean everywhere present because he's everywhere desiring to take care of you. And you need to realize that tonight. He's not just a child in a manger. He's Emmanuel. He's a mighty God. He's a wonderful counselor. He's an everlasting father. And last but not least, he's the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Listen to me. Peace isn't just what he gives. Peace is who he is. 
It's not just something he comes and says, oh, let me give you peace. He is peace. Everything about him is peace. And John 14, 27, he's about to leave. Look what he says to them. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I'm so thankful of this next part. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, the world's peace, there really isn't such a thing. There's temporary moments. But the world's peace says this, peace is when everything is at rest. Everything has to be normal. Everything has to be quiet. Everything has to fall perfect. Then we may have peace. But God's peace is greater than that. Because Emmanuel says that even during the greatest storms and the trials of your life, if you haven't been in one of those yet, keep living, they're coming. You may say, Pastor, you could be a little bit more positive. Come on, I'm positive that they're coming. And it's going to come in your life. But guess what? God's peace, we can be in the greatest storms and the trials of our life, but yet we can be at peace. Why? Because Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us. Listen to me today. He came, yes, as a baby in a manger. But he is our Emmanuel. He's God with us. But can we make it personal today? Is he God with you? Emmanuel is not just God with us. Emmanuel is God in you. Would you bow your heads all over this place?